Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good day to all of my international listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keys broadcasting on the greattalkzone.com internet radio. And let's get this out first. I certainly miss talking with you guys. I had to take some time off to attend to uh, some personal matters that did not allow me to broadcast um, on the normal you know, time that I would like. But nevertheless, here I am now, listeners, and I'm so happy to be here with you. You know, as so much continues to happen in our universe, you know, our country, and I certainly also hope that all you all out there listening to me and your families are doing well. Now, should any negativity come across your paths? You know, Teresa's always said that it is my prayer that you eradicate it as soon as possible so you can move on positively in your life. Now, um, you know, I'm going to have a great conversation with the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell, during our show today, and I will be bringing him on here shortly. But I want to talk with, you know, just you and I for a moment. You know, I want to start by saying, can we say enough is enough and too much stinks? Now, that is a saying that my mother used to say as I was coming up and I did not quite understand at that time what she meant. However, as I grew up, particularly as, you know, into my adulthood, I understood. It means that there is a time for change, that what has been happening in a situation, for example, has outweighed its usefulness or what has been happening in our environment should not have been happening. And now change is imminent and warranted. And the momentum is such that change is abound and there is not going to be any other solution or solutions until the change or changes that are being beckoned are put in place concretely. If you want to keep getting what you're getting, keep doing what you're doing. Now, this is very relational, listeners, to what is happening in our country presently. In Minneapolis, with the killing of George Floyd, here on Earth for only 46 short years, right before our eyes by police officers who felt that They had the authority to take someone's life as the nasty, ugly, involved situation was being recorded and uploaded via the web for the world to see. A police officer here in the United States, whose name was Derek Chauvin, with his knee on a man of color's neck, who took pride in watching George Floyd doing his best to release the pain and agony from Derek Chauvin's knee on his neck, and his fellow police officers assisted deadly grip on his life while George is calling out for mercy and calling out for his mother for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Excessive police brutality or just plain murder, I ask. Hopefully the court's decision will be the just one. Now, CBS News reported by Caitlin O'Kane on June 8, 2020, wrote an article titled Say Their Names, the list of people injured or killed in officer-involved incidents is still growing. This article says in part, listeners, that this morning, the names of three men were separately trending on Twitter, Justin Howell, Sean Monterosa, and Jamal Floyd. All of them are men of color who were injured or killed in incidents involving law enforcement officers this week. 
The killing of George Floyd, a 46-year-old black man in Minneapolis, served as a catalyst for nationwide protest, which began last week. The sorrow and outrage over the disturbing video of this final of his final moments came on top of a long history of black Americans being injured or killed in encounters with police or targeted with violence because of the color of their skin. The hashtag say their names campaign encourages publications and social media users to not just identify victims of police brutality by the incidents that killed them, but to focus on their individual humanity and use their names. The hashtag is often accompanied by lists of names of black men and women killed in recent years, including Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Michael Brown, Eric Gardner, Philando Castile, Breonna Taylor, and unfortunately, many others. And the list has not stopped growing. Several people have been severely injured or killed by officers during recent protests and unrest. Now, on Thursday um, last week, after about a week and a half of nationwide uh, protests, several more names began trending on Twitter, often with the hashtag say their names to raise awareness of these new incidents. Now, VOANews.com published an article in November 2018, which is still relevant. And I and I and it's titled, what is the First Amendment and what does it do? Now, I thought that it would be important that I kind of touch on base about the First Amendment because it is definitely um, relating to what is going on in our country in particular. And a lot of people, you know, talk about the First Amendment, but I know that my listeners out there know about the First Amendment, but there are a lot of people who do not know, and I'm going to educate you a bit on it. Now, the First Amendment is part of the Bill of Rights to provide individual rights. The framers of the U.S. Constitution added 10 amendments to the document in 1791, three years after the Constitution was ratified. Now, Congress shall make no laws respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of people peaceably to assemble and to petition and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. People who are who are protesting right now are not rioters. They are peacefully protesting the need to redress grievances that are going on in our country. Now, let's remember, listeners, that the government is supposed to be working for the people, not the other way around. The freedoms in the First Amendment include the freedoms of religion, speech, speech, press, assembly, and the right to petition the government. Now, this article also says the freedoms in the First Amendment include the rights of religion, speech, press, assembly, and the right to petition the government. However, there are limits to the freedoms in the First Amendment as people's individual rights must be balanced against the rights of society. For example... A person cannot force the tenets of his or her religion on others while trying to practice that religion. Similarly, harmful speech such as yelling fire in a crowded room is not protected speech, nor is publishing a lie that causes harm to someone. Also, different types of speech have different amounts of freedom. Political speech is considered different than commercial speech, which includes advertisements. Now, who determines what is protected, listeners? That is where the courts come in. The meaning of the First Amendment has been the subject of disputes over the years and continuing interpretation by the courts. 
Now, landmark Supreme Court cases involving the First Amendment have dealt with the rights of citizens to protect U.S. wars, burn the U.S. flag, and the publication of classified government documents. Okay. Having said all of that, I stand with the protesters. Knowing the difference between rioters and protesters, in the beginning of the wake of George Floyd murder and people of all races, listeners took to the streets, as you know, to express their disdain regarding what happened to this child of God. And yes, there were rioters, listeners also known as opportunists, who are not on nobody's side but their own to see what they can do to disturb something meaningful as they acquire what they can get, whether it is burning down businesses and communities, breaking windows at shopping facilities, and stealing merchandise, which I am totally against. Excuse me. They are not part of the positive, peaceful movement that is associated with the protesters who are people who publicly demonstrate strong objections to something. I wanted to make that distinction, although I know my listeners know the difference. However, there are people who seemingly do not. They are referring to the protesters as rioters. And just why is that? Listeners, as I said before many times on my program, I am for the righteousness. I have always said that people in general deserve to be treated kindly and respectfully. Yes, all lives matters, listeners, but black lives matter too. People of color lives matter too. And yes, I want to see huge concrete changes not band-aids like no more chokeholds by police officers. I want to see legislation put into place detailing what the outcome will be for this continuum of unwarranted and unjust treatment for all people of color who have suffered and to continue to suffer needlessly, continue to be treated unfairly, and they are continuing to lose their lives They're continuing to lose their loved ones' lives at the hands of racism and unjust treatment. James Baldwin stated that not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced. This has been going on for over 400 years. Enough is enough and too much stinks. Now, I am going to bring on my guest, Reginald C. Campbell, the world's best mental health therapist. Good morning, Reginald, and thank you for being on my show. Well, good morning, and uh, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure uh, to, to share this time with you and to share this time with the listeners. Fantastic. Now, you know, there's a lot to talk about. I don't want to, like, rush through things, so... I thought I would start out with talking about, you know, grammar and high schools opening up in the upcoming month of August and September 2020. Now, you know, regional school districts throughout this country are giving students and parents the decision, which is your child can be schooled online at home or attend school in person as COVID-19 is still a pandemic in this country. For example, regional, there's no vaccine as we know, or other medical answers 
to fight against this virus. So now, of course, there are methods that are being used to curb the spreading of this virus, but nothing concrete as what I just mentioned regarding a vaccine or other medical treatment or uh, treatments, you know, to deter it. Now, states continue to reopen regional and the numbers are rising, you know, big time, unfortunately, for for example, you know, it's, it's a real scary situation. So what are your thoughts on that, Reginald, about the, you know, grammar schools and, you know, high schools reopening and even universities as well? So what do you think about that? I, I think it's a dangerous situation because there is no vaccine. Um, mm-hmm. There, you know, it continues to spread, you know, Arizona, uh, Nevada, you know, a few other states, you know, that have oh, Texas mm-hmm. that have opened and opened too soon. Um, mm-hmm. This is just putting. This is just giving the virus an opportunity to spread. And I think mm-hmm. the background for all of that is for economics. Now, let me just quickly, shortly say what I mean. They, they're they're putting economics ahead of safety of people in society because mm-hmm. Trump feels that he felt that if if his if if the economy is going again then that's his way to get back in office so the mm-hmm. dam of people spreading you know mm-hmm. because his short mindedness thing was the economy is good. Regardless, if people are dying, that's going to get me reelected. And a lot of mm-hmm. these governors who have no courage or complete cowards themselves are just blindly following with this. And it's just putting so many lives in danger. And that should not be. Exactly. Well, the, the, the thing is, the, the actuality of it all, Reginald, is, as you mentioned, the governor's um, for example, that are following in a line. Well, if you're following in a line with someone, then you definitely have their full, uh, you're welcoming their full thought pattern. Um, and if and if someone cares about you, you know, there's a statement that I had uh, put in my marriage vows is that only love knows love. Okay. Now, so the thing is, is that if you really cared about the constituents, that you're supposed to be looking over and making certain that their, you know, that their lives are safe and that you're doing the things that you're supposed to do as an elected official, then, you know, there wouldn't be an, any issues. But, you know, when, but that this just goes to show you, Reginald, as you and I um, have talked uh, so many times, you know, off offline in our personal conversations, how, you know, they just don't care. And that, and I don't know why people don't see that. Um, you, you, you know, um, dealing with this situation with schools, uh, you know, uh, grammar schools, high schools and colleges, you know, um, they're all thinking about money, especially colleges. You know, they mm-hmm. don't, um, you know, they're not going to uh, swim without having, um, you know, the, the functionality of, of getting payments from their students. But, you know, it would seem to me that you would come upon a different resolution so that people can be safe and get an education. And the resolution for me 
hands down is online until this situation is is curtailed in a positive manner. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Well, absolutely, because, you know, without the students, there is no money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we're supposed to be protecting these kids, educating and protecting these kids, then that should be the paramount idea of how do we protect these kids and how do we protect the staff and mm-hmm. and not just the almighty dollar. But unfortunately, it's the almighty dollar that runs capitalism in this in this country. And just be damned of the consequences, you know? Well, uh, I guess is, money is the... Go ahead. Well, well you know... Uh, uh, it, it, it's all about it's all about money, which is which is pretty sad. Um, mm-hmm. I know some people say you know money is the root of all evil, but I, I but I think how you use money, how you worship money, as the Bible says, you know you cannot worship God and Mammon at the same time. You have to worship one you know what one or the other. Now, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with making a good living. There's nothing wrong with being comfortable. There's nothing wrong with being rich, in my opinion. What is wrong with it is how you use that money and what is your God. Is, is, is God your God or is money your God? Well, you know, how you look at it and what it is that you do with it is 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 how I, how I feel about it. And I was going to say that money is the root of all evil. That's what they say. But however, you know, um, money does have a a purpose here, um, you know, on earth, you know, and as I said before, it goes back to how you use it and, you know, what are you using it for? You know, so it's like uh, I I, I have an issue with this because um, it should be uh, hands down uh, with parents of of their, their children should be learning online. Now, I know that a lot of parents are saying, oh, no, they need to go back to school. That's because a lot of parents don't want to be bothered. I'm just going to put it out there because I've talked to a lot of them. <laughs> okay. I talked to a lot of them and no, they, they need to go to school and they need to such and such. But your child also needs to be safe, regardless, you know, when um, we were having this thing of this uptick of school shootings. For me, it was, it's the same thing. Okay, so what measures are you putting in um, for the, the students to be safe? Now, school shootings is one thing, but this uh, pandemic is another. But nevertheless, they're still on the same level of of, of uh, deadliness and awareness that needs to be uh, dealt with and it needs to be um, contained. So for me, it should be across the board that no students go to school until this is contained, period. There's no way these kids are getting out of school. You know, they're changing classes, Reginald, and they're talking to one another, blah, 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 blah. You know, are they all going to wear a mask? How are you going to, you know, you got two or 3,000 students, let's say, for example, in a high school and maintain social distancing. Are you going to continue to have gym? How about swimming? (laughs) You know, so there's a whole lot there that needs to be dealt with that is not being dealt with for the simple fact that if, if people from the bottom line cared, then, you know, we, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation because it would already have been mandated period, you know? 
Okay, let's go on to our next topic, Reginald, which is CNN is reporting that Bill Cosby is granted the right to appeal his conviction on sexual assault charges. And this is by Eric Levinson and Steve Forrest on June 23rd, 2020. Now, it states in part the following. The article says Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled Tuesday that Bill Cosby is allowed to appeal two issues in his 2018 conviction on sexual assault charges. Cosby, the 82-year-old actor and comedian, is less than two years into a three to 10-year sentence at a prison outside Philadelphia for drugging and sexually assaulting a former Temple University employee at his home in 2004. Tuesday's ruling grants Cosby the ability to appeal two issues in the case. One issue focuses on the prior bad act witnesses who testified about alleged assaults that were not part of the charges. And the second focuses on the prior district attorney's decision not to charge Cosby a decade ago. Okay. So um, at his criminal trial, Reginald, you know, in Montgomery County, Judge Stephen O'Neill followed five other women, including supermodel Janice Dickinson, to testify that Cosby had incapacitated and assaulted them in two other in, in other incidents. Prosecutors said these prior bad act witnesses show Cosby had a pattern in his assault. Well, Reginald, if they knew that they were bad act witnesses, why did they even let them on the witness stand? Cosby's legal team has argued that their testimony was dated and dissimilar from the criminal accusations and should not have been allowed in court. Now, Cosby attorneys have argued that he only answered deposition questions because Bruce Castor, who's the district attorney at the time, promised to never bring a criminal case based on allegations. Now, in the wake of Michael Flynn, Reginald, who pleaded guilty, the justice is dropping the charges that were against him that is being reported by NPR's Philip Ewan on May 8, 2020. It says that Why is the government seeking to drop charges against Michael Flynn, even though he pleaded guilty in two Mm -hmm. admissions in court to committing the crime at issue? Now, the short answer is the Justice Department is giving him a break. Why? And Flynn has played his cards well. Oh, really? The long answer is it's a long story. Uh-huh. Flynn admitted to lying to the FBI about conversations he had with Russia's then ambassador to United States as he and the rest of president-elect that thing in the White House camp waited in the wings early in 2017. That case appeared clear, but the former Army Lieutenant General also had been involved with other enterprises, Reginald, that might have resulted in more charges, including undisclosed foreign lobbying. And his deal with prosecutors swept that off the table. So it is also apparently avoided prospective charges for Flynn's son. Remember that? Flynn Mm -hmm. and his attorneys considered the deal to be the least bad way out of the jam. Okay. Mm -hmm. He says, he says, my guilty plea and agreement to cooperate with the special counsel's, counsel's office reflected decision. I made in the best interest of my family and of our country. I accept full responsibility for my actions, Flynn said in 2017 at the time of his plea. Well, 
both men, Reginald, did bad things. I'm not putting letting Cosby off the hook at all. Okay? And totally mm-hmm. broke the law. However, why does this seem favorable to Flynn and not Cosby that he can get a break from his charges as well? Your comments, Reginald? <clears throat> well, this this is what this is white privilege. Hello. I mean, really, this, this is a, a, a an example of white privilege that Michael Flynn pled guilty. Now, now, Barr has been behind all of this, pulling strings for Michael Flynn. Trump started a few months ago with the rhetoric of, oh, Michael Flynn has been treated so badly. You know, the, the same thing he does for everything when he's trying to do something to try to get someone off the hook to look the other way. Oh, bad, mm-hmm. you know, bad things are happening. To, you know, he's he and his people are always the victim. Yes, yes. But it goes back. And, and this is what we're talking about with all lives matter, black lives matter. This is an example of white privilege. Thank you. This is true. What Michael Flynn did is treason. Thank you. It is straight up treason. So why? Why? Why is he getting a pass? Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't be. Definitely should not be. Go ahead, Reginald. And Attorney General Barr, who's a joke and a criminal, he should be impeached. And there is organizations that are pushing for his impeachment because he has just done criminal acts on the behalf Mm -hmm. of Donald Trump. And this is a prime example of the Michael Flynn case. Yes, yes. It's, you know, I mean, it's so blatant, Reginald. It just, it never, nothing surprises me um, about uh, human beings. And and nothing surprises me in the cases uh, when, it's, when it's dealing with uh, white privilege. And there's nothing surprises me in cases that's dealing with racism. Okay. Now, they were, you know, they moved very quickly, you know, in regards to, uh, Bill Cosby, you know, looking back and and how they how they handled that situation, and uh, as I said before, he doesn't get a pass with me at all because what he did was wrong, and he should pay for what he did wrong. However, so was Michael Flynn. So I'm just saying, okay, why is he getting a break? He played his cards well and all of this other crap, you know, that was in this article that I just read. He, It's a long story. And, oh, yeah, well, mm-hmm. you know, enlighten mm-hmm. me. What is your story? What is mm-hmm. the long story? Uh, why is he getting out and he's walking around free? I mean, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Right. I mean, we can even look at O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? They were jumping up and down, oh, blah, 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 and all of this, you know, and Johnny Cochran, one of my heroes in law, in my opinion, was absolutely phenomenal. 
and how he dealt with that. However, I'm just saying, how is this person, as mm-hmm. you said, who was treasonous to this country, a former lieutenant or whatever in, you know, the armed forces should have known better because that's one thing they teach you immediately is about treason. But he's, you know, he's getting ready to, to step out. What's up with that? <laughs> as if nothing happened. As if he exactly. didn't plead guilty, as yes. if let's just wipe this away as it as it never happened, and and let's not look at the facts. That's I mean, what I, Trump so and just... his, that's what Trump and his folks always do. Let's not look at the what you saw, you really didn't see. What you heard, you really didn't hear, because it's all fake news, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to just. They're going to just expunge his fucking record. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of shit is that? And I'm it, like, you know. It never happened. Uh, right. Yep. It never happened. He never he never did it. And it's all fake news because you, America, do not. You don't have good listening skills and you don't have any comprehensive skills. So mm-hmm. what you heard, you didn't really hear. Yeah. It never wow. happened. It never, it never happened. It never happened. Although yeah. he, although he said he did it, and that mm-hmm. he should, you know, be responsible for what he did, but it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? You know what? That's why I did my enough is enough and too much stinks. Because let me tell you something, okay? Nothing lasts forever, but God's love. Now say that all the time and people go, well, what, 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 just, just, I'm going to tell you what I tell people. Just keep breathing because 2020 is going to be, and I said this last year, put your seatbelts on. That's all I have to say because God is on it. All right. Now let's chat a moment, Reginald, about the race car driver, Bubba Wallace, who found a noose in his garage at NASCAR and the dismantling of the statues recently that represents a negative time in this country's history pertaining to racism. Now, there is an article on NewYorkTimes.com dated 6-22-2020 by Aziz Pabara and Amy Ortiz, or Ortiz titled Noose Found in Bubba Wallace's Garage. Okay. It says in part the following, Reginald, that days only after the black Nat driver in NASCAR's top racing series sported a Black Lives Matter message and celebrated the organization's banning of the Confederate battle flag, a noose was found on Sunday in his garage stall at Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama, officials said. Today's despicable act of racism and hatred leaves me incredibly saddened and serves as a painful reminder of how much further we have to go as a society and how persistent we must be in the fight against racism, the driver Daryl Wallace Jr., who is known as Bubba, said in a statement on Sunday evening. Wallace, who had called for the battle flag to be banned, said that he had received support from people across the racing industry in recent weeks and that the sport had made a commitment to champion a community that is accepting and welcoming of everyone. 
Now, Reginald, in a statement on Monday evening, NASCAR said it had opened an investigation. Okay. We are angry and outraged and cannot state strongly enough how seriously we take this heinous act, the organization said on Twitter. J.E. Town, the United States Attorney for the Northern District of Alabama, said in a statement on Monday that his office would review the matter alongside the FBI and the Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department to determine if any federal laws had been broken. Okay. A couple with and, and coupled with the fact that the person in the White House that slaves built has thrown his two cents in, saying things like taking down the Confederate soldier statues is wrong and it's a left issue, and that is part of history, and so forth and so on. And that he has, as of late yesterday, is trying to mandate and enforce the uh, marshals to arrest people who are uh, who are um, taking down these uh, statues. Okay, we'll talk about that more in a minute. So, my question to you right now, Reginald, regarding this NASCAR is: Do you think that the NASCAR's powers to be are serious about investigation for this news, particularly in the wake of the unrest in this country? and around the world regarding the murder of George George Floyd. Now, I, okay, let, let, just, just go ahead with that one, Rachel. I have, I have something else I want to say, too. Okay, two, two quick things. That this is, okay, I hope that they are serious about the investigation. I saw a couple of days ago where, you know, uh, just, just a lot of NASCAR drivers and people uh, you know, show support for 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 Bubba Wallace, uh, and 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 that's and that's mm-hmm. a good thing because because they need yes. To, you know, this yeah. is this is what what we are seeing right now is is the revolution, and there's there's two things that Dr. King said in Dr. King's final sermon, a few days before his assassination, Dr. King uh, 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 spoke at, at at a church, and Dr. King mm-hmm. talked about Rip Van Winkle. Dr. King uh-huh. talked about how Rip Van Winkle slept for 20 years, that when Rip Van Winkle woke up and he walked down the mountain, he saw a picture of King George. I'm sorry, he saw a picture of George Washington. When Rip uh-huh. went up the mountain, there was a picture of King George. So when Rip went down the mountain and saw the picture of George Washington, he had no idea who George Washington was. In other words, Dr. Mm-hmm. King talked about how Rip slept through a revolution. And the other, and uh-huh. so what we're going through right now is the revolution, and it's no time yep. for people to sleep through this revolution. And the other thing, Dr. King said that we must live together as brothers or perish as fools. Yep. And it's and, and those two things thing. are so paramount for what's happening today. Yes. I mean, can we see the Dream City Church here in uh, Arizona? Can we say that? I mean, really? You allow someone, didn't I just read about the First Amendment? Didn't I just say, Reginald, that it is it is unlawful to say things and print things that are not true? Didn't I just say that? I mean, when I'm talking to my listeners, I'm looking and researching. I don't just come on and just say anything just for the hell of it. I don't have anything else to do. This is my life. This is my livelihood. I want my listeners to be informed. I want to help people. I want to enlighten people. 
as much as I can. So, you know, it's like, I hope they do have a damn good investigation. As far as I'm concerned, they should have cameras abound, I would think. Um, he found that in his garage, you know, at NASCAR. I'm I'm hoping that there's some type of cameras or something that were that were around that uh, that was, you know, taping this. I mean, come on, this is 2020, not 1950. Every light pole listeners basically has a camera. So, you know, when you hear these things about, well, we really don't have any. Yeah, no, you do. No, you do. So, you know, I, too, Reginald, am happy to see that his fellow race car drivers were standing there toe to toe with him, because this is a very serious matter, listeners, that we're going through right now. This is not a joke. Nothing is happenstance. There's a reason for everything that is happening. Everything. So, you know, Reginald, I am sure you heard that uh, person in the White House comments about the removal of historical artifacts. Uh, He's calling, you know, those historical artifacts um, that represent a time in this country that has never been apologized for, which is slavery. I'd like to hear your comments on that. You know, these are statues of people who were traitors. Statues of people who tried to destroy this country because they wanted to keep a form of, they wanted to keep a, a race of people in slavery. So, so these, were, these were traitors. These weren't heroes. These weren't, you know, great people. And, and you, know, well, you know, George Washington was a slave owner as, as, as well. But right now, you know, we're talking about this. So these weren't some great people. It's a, it's a part of our history, yes. Mm-hmm. But bases should not be named after a lot of these people. Fort Hood, you know, and all these other places. These yep. were these were names of 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 people of Confederate soldiers, generals, and and whatever. So this is just red meat to his dwindling base. His mm-hmm. dwindling base, can we say Tulsa? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. so this is all he's got. So mm-hmm. he's going to play the race card. This is what Republicans do. They play the race card. George mm-hmm. Bush's daddy played the race card. Uh, oh. Reagan played the race card with, race the, card. with the, you know, the um, a welfare queen. Uh, Nixon yep. began it all with, um, you know, the Southern strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, so, so this is something that Republicans rely on. This is what they do. Mm-hmm. And as I said earlier, this is a revolution. As Dr. King spoke about Rip Van Winkle, we don't have time to sleep through a revolution because what's happening now is, going, you know, people are tired of this. You look out there, you see people who are marching. You see people of all race, creeds and colors. You don't just see because, one race of, of, of people, but, one but, uh, sex uh, of people out it, there. Exactly. Because. Because they understand, Reginald, that what happens to one happens to us all. There is no such thing as, oh, well, we don't have to worry about those kinds of things because that, 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 that never happens to, in our neighborhood or whatever, for example, which is a, you know, a well-known cliche that they say. But this is people are sick and tired of being sick and tired. You have people out there who still have yet to have received their stimulus checks. Nobody talks about it. 
you out there have people who still have yet gotten their unemployment, but they don't talk about it. You got people who have lost their jobs because of COVID-19, because all this thing in the White House had to do with his demonic self is do the right thing. But how is he going to do the right thing? You can't give, I've said this before, Reginald, you can't give somebody something they ain't got. You're not a righteous person, so how are you going to do the righteous thing? He doesn't care. And when you think that you are above the fray, you feel that you are invisible. I mean, even COVID attracts itself to iron. (laughs) So you know what I'm saying? What makes him feel that he's so invisible? Because there's some mental dysfunction there, and it has always been. I mean, can we say how he walked down the ramp? Okay, so, you know, I, I'm just saying, Reginald, that <laughs> I'm happy to see. That. I'm happy to I'm sorry? And he lied about the ramp. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> lied about that. You know, I had leather. I, my shoes were leather <laughs> on the bottom and the blah, 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 blah. Yeah, fool. Most 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 uh, people's shoes are leather on the bottom. That's oh my god. That's just that's just your excuse, okay? And I just want to throw this in real quick because I do want to. I have uh, such little time. Listeners, don't fall for the okie doke that he says negative crap about Joe Biden. Oh, Joe Biden is seventy. There's no such thing as age. And the reason that us spiritual beings have a human being experience here on Earth, that our lives are so so shortfall is because uh, human beings pay too much attention to stuff that is not really important, such as age. What's really important is what you do with your life, how well you live your life, how well you treat yourself and how well you treat others. That's what is important. How much have you learned? How far can you go positively in life? Not south. How far can you go positively in life? And when you hear this fool in the White House saying, calling him Sleepy Joe and this and that. Is he out of his mind? Do you all know when 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 he entered? Trump is in his 70s, he's only like three years shy of Biden. So, you know, that just makes my head go like, uh, oh, he's 78 and he did that. So, and, and, and what's your point? What is your point? There isn't any. Okay, I just had to say that. Now, let's, this real quick. Now, here's another uh, thing about that thing in the White House. He says that he predicts most corrupt election in U.S. history while making false claims about mail-in voting. And this is an article by Megan Vasquez and Donald Judd of CNN that's dated June 23rd, 2020. It says in part, Reginald, that the person in the White House that slaves bill is predicting that the November election will be the most corrupt election in the history of our country while spreading false claims and inaccurate statements about widespread voter fraud. Speaking of students in Arizona on Tuesday evening, the president took aim uh, at states for efforts to expand voting by mail in order to encourage Americans to continue social distance amid the coronavirus pandemic, which has killed more than 100,000 Americans and well over 2 million who are affected, is what I'm saying. Okay. 
The Democrats are also trying to rig the election, this nut says, by sending tens of millions of ballots using the China virus as the excuse for allowing people not to go to the polls. And then he later added, this will be, in my opinion, the most corrupt election in the history of, of the, our country, and we cannot let that happen. Now, how does that sound to you? Okay. I mean, really. And he said that ballots would be stolen, forged by foreign powers, or excluded from Republican sections and voting districts. He also claimed there is tremendous he only knows about a few few words. Tremendous evidence of fraud in areas with mail-in ballots. Okay, so where's the evidence? Where Where's the evidence? That voting by mail leads to massive fraud? CNN has debunked that. It's completely untrue. As the coronavirus spread, bipartisan officials across the country expand postal voting as a pandemic-safe option a move endorsed by the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Now, Reginald, I want to hear your comment, but I just want to say, I'm all for mail-in ballots, and I've said this before, I believe, on my previous show. I just want the dang on things to be counted. I don't want it to be excluded. I don't want it to be, you know, oh, well, you know, they got the vote, and you haven't even counted the votes from our, our military overseas and all of the mail-in votes. I want them to be all be counted. I don't care if it's a week after the election that the votes are still being counted, then let it be. Then let it be. He also said, uh, Reginald, unfortunately I heard this, is that back in World War I, people went to vote and we had a war. So why can't we just go to go to you know to vote now. That was World War One, you idiot. A World War One and pandemic. Anyway, go ahead, Reginald. I mean, that's just stupid. Because yeah, we voted during World War One. We voted during the Civil War. There was a there was a there was an election. Oh. You know, during during Korea, during the Second World War, during Vietnam. You know, I mean, what does that have to what does that have to do with anything? Nothing, you know, nothing. this is just his way because he knows he's going to lose. And this Thank is his you. way of starting now to put the doubt out there. So he can yep. say, so when he loses and the CIA have to take him by the scruff of his neck and, and drag and him out of the White House. The White House. Thank you. And, 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 I'm, and I'm waiting to see that. I'm, you know, I'm going to have some ice cream as that happens. That, well, you know, he's putting, you know, okay, well, we'll do it. You know? So he's putting <laughs> that out there already. He's putting the doubt out there already. That's what liars do. That's mm -hmm. what liars do. And mm -hmm. as far as voting fraud, his commission said that there is no voting fraud. The only voting fraud that, that had happened was doing was in North or South Carolina by a Republican. Thank you. So so there there is no voting fraud. So, you know, this is, again, just his way of putting doubts out there. And he counts Republicans count on low information people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Cult type behavior. So Thank that's you. what they rely on for people to just follow them blindly. See, this is, see, this is why he's after, let's say, the younger sect. Because the individuals that um, you know, the older uh, people, the people that's been here on earth, you know, earth longer, are um, uh, have actually unfortunately transitioned. And or they're no longer, you know, excited by anything he's saying. OK, now. 
CNN says that they spoke with numerous Republican senators, Reginald, including members of the GOP leadership team. None of them said they agreed with he, what his views on mail-in voting, and a number of them said that they supported its expansion as a way to deal with the coronavirus. Now, the claim that foreign countries might try to rig the election with, for, uh, with forged ballots put him in a contorted position. Now, Trump and senior members of his 2016 campaign welcomed Russian interference in their election listeners, according to special counsel Robert Mueller. And since taking office, Trump has not spoken out forcibly against forced meddling until now. So it's just like what you're saying, Rachel. So now, you know, I know you're itching to comment, but I, you know, but I want to say, what is he really worried about? On Tuesday, you know, he um, he acknowledged uh, his own. This just goes to show you how he he's so inept, Reginald. He acknowledged his own past voting record of voting by mail, telling that group that absentee ballots are fine as long as they go through an identification process. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, Reginald. And the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, which plays a leading role in identifying and countering foreign election security threats, declined to address his unfounded claim earlier this week that foreign governors will print millions of mail-in ballots in the upcoming election. Your last comments, Reginald? And... I mean, it's just ridiculous. He welcomed mm-hmm. Putin's help. He was asking China's president uh, for for help, you know, to buy uh, products, to buy, um, uh, uh, you know, farm products, you know, that, that will uh, show the farmers that, you know, China, he has, a, you know, the deal with China is working and that, you know, Chinese are buying, you know, farming products, you know, farm, uh, crops and things like that. So, so mm-hmm. he sat there and he welcomed uh, uh, President Ping of China's assistance. He begged him in in the walrus's book. Uh, Z, yeah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, mm-hmm. in 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 the walrus's book, he says it. He says that mm-hmm. he begged the Chinese president, you know, to buy American crops. So so so, I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous and it's stupid. And and he's in hell. And again, he's just using this, putting that out there, the doubt out there for November. So when he loses, he'll, you know, have have some water. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, you already know he's going to say, you know, no, this was rigged and I'm not leaving the White House until no, um, you're gone. Okay, so now DailyCost.com is reporting on 624-2020. This is by Laura Clausen. That Biden takes big league in new national poll. But you know who has one worrying race of strength? It says the following, Reginald. I'm doing this very quickly. A new poll is giving Donald Trump more material for a Twitter tantrum. Watch for it. Showing former Vice President Joe Biden with a huge national lead. Now, Biden takes 50 percent to Trump's 36 percent in a New York Times uh, Siena College poll. White voters gave Trump the presidency in 2016. Exit polls showed white voters going for Trump by a 21 point margin. Now, even among white voters, Trump leads by just one point, 44 to 43. Despite Biden's well-publicized struggle for enthusiasm among young voters, he leads among white voters um, under 45. 
Black and Hispanic voters give Biden lead of 74 points and 39 points, respectively. The bad news for that person in the White House is to say the good news doesn't stop there. Okay, the only age group giving Trump a lead in the new poll is people 50 to 64 years, which means even people 65 and older are going for Biden, which is what I just said, albeit narrowly. It's not just even it's not even July and there's a long time to keep pushing and fighting and organizing until November, but it is sure better to be team Biden right now. Majority of voters disapprove of Trump's handling of the coronavirus pandemic, including majority of white voters, of men and of self-described moderates. Most said that fighting the spread of the virus was more important than restarting the economy. Trump's handling of a race drew 61 percent disapproval and his response to protest among the police killing of George Floyd drew a similar level of disapproval. But Trump led Biden on the economy 50 to 45 percent. Now, you and I both say like, really? okay, but I'm glad she's saying this. It's absolutely ridiculous. Since all Trump did was preside over the economy, former President Barack Obama handed off to him right up until it collapsed. While Biden uh, participated in the Obama administration's rebuilding of the economy after the Great Recession, when George Bush left. But. It is what but it is what it is. And if the election shifts toward economic concerns, it will be a strong point for Trump. Your uh, comments real quick, Reginald. Uh, you know, they could, OK, first of all, what, what we've said, been saying all the while, he resided over President uh, Barack Obama's economy, period. In, Thank in, 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 Thank in, in you. Thank um, Thank you. The second thing, yes, the polls, this poll said that uh, Hillary Clinton won by three and a half million votes. It was the uh, Supreme Court who put him in. Another end of that. Mm-hmm. Period. 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 But 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 you see, the Electoral College isn't going to do that again, though, Reginald. You you understand what I'm saying? Because, see, now this is what I'm saying, that people are sick and tired of of being sick and tired, okay, across the board. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's like Dr. King said, and you alluded to that earlier um, in the program, is that we must all fight together. Or it's just not going to happen. And they're doing it. And I want to continue to see them doing it. And I and I support them. Plain and simple as that. I mean, you know, really? Okay, so I want to uh, uh, talk about something here. And, um, you know, I mentioned this a lot about the children at the border, which is something else that is swept under the rug. So, you know, Henry Winkler has been, um, he was being interviewed on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon recently. And he said something that I feel is good news to leave with my listeners. He said, never put a period on the end of a negative. A negative thought will stop you cold in your tracks. He says, he says, tell it, look, I don't have time for you right now. People will look at you strange, he continued, but it is important to immediately replace it with a positive thought. Also, I want you to know that Henry Winkler's daughter has a charity that I want to tell you all about. And she is the mother of three boys. And she started this minimally ran, no secretary charity which is an organization out of thin air, he says, with two of her friends, he says, to help the children at the border. 
Reginald, he said she uh, said to him that this is about humanity. He said that his daughter and her boys were looking at TV one night and the tragedy of the children at the border. She says, those could be my sons. Those could be my children. Okay. He said that she and her friends got on a bus and went to the border to see what the needs of these children are and they would take care of it. They raise money and they get gift cards. And they take that money and those gift cards and they add other items that they need and they and and they they take it down there to buy clothing and repair the leaky roofs of the tents that these children are staying in and they build bathrooms. Now, in the midst of all of the craziest crap going on in this country, there still is love, humanity that is truly abound. That does not get talked about enough. Now, I want to leave you with this. This is by Lawrence G. Lovasilk. Okay. He says this. Try to make at least one person happy every day. If you cannot do a kind deed, speak a kind word. If you cannot speak a kind word, think a kind thought. Count up, if you can, the treasure of happiness that you would dispense in a week, in a year, in a lifetime. I thank you all for tuning into my show and listening to me. Thank you, Reginald, for being a fantastic guest on my show as well. Please wear your mask out there. That is uh, one of our saving graces and practice social distancing. I, I care about all of you out there. This is Teresa E. Keys, your host for Here's Teresa, and I will see you next month. Be kind to yourself and one another. Make it a great day.